Hello, race fans, and welcome to the Wednesdays with Wayne podcast. Your host is champion driver Wayne Johnson, who will be telling the stories and talking to the people that make the sport of sprint car racing great. Hey guys, Wayne Johnson, Wednesdays with Wayne, episode 77, Eldora, Attica, man, what a week, five races, busy, 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 a little sleep deprived, so we're doing this on Tuesday morning, getting ready for Lernerville, planned on taking yesterday off, had a little issue with the B we had to fix, so that was an all-day ordeal for me, I got Sarah on the line, I'm in the B, she's back home, I got Paige here with me, getting ready for a race tonight at Lernerville, and then we're headed to Williams Grove for the weekend. What you got going on, honey? Well, I'm going to get to catch up with you later this week at Williams Grove, so that's exciting for me. Yeah, was it been three weeks? It has, the longest three weeks ever. Yeah, I don't know that uh, it's been a long time since we've been apart for three weeks. It has kind of sucked. Yes, it has. It has sucked bad, so looking forward to getting to see you at least for a couple of days. I know it's going to be crazy, but uh that's my exciting things going on right now. We've got quite a few results to go over. Do you want to get into those? Uh sure. You want to get right into it. Okay. We'll start with Attica on Tuesday. Last Tuesday. 48 cars. You were third out in the first qualifying group. Qualified 10th in what they called flight A. I guess they split you guys on that one. You started fifth in Heat 2, finished eighth, went into the last chance showdown, started first, and then you were a DNF. You pulled off on lap eight. Can you even remember that far back? <laughs> yeah, I can. We were okay. just, after qualifying, we were just horrible. You know, we laid down a decent lap, I thought, for when we went. And then in the heat race, started fifth, and just on the start, I wheelied up, got all messed up, and uh, just didn't get a very good start, fell back right away, and... Uh, just couldn't rebound for that. In the B main, start on the front row, actually got the jump on right foot on the second restart and led three quarters of the lap. He beat me to the line off the floor, but just our car was off. We were just skaty and couldn't and just didn't have any traction. And we'll, we'll talk a lot about that here in a minute, but it was good at Attica the last time. I shouldn't say good, but better than we were this time. So, you know, the notes that we had that what we done there before we were off that a little bit because of our package that we're playing with now. And realistically, we probably should have did what we did the last time we were there. But just no grip at all in the race car. And then in the in the B main, like I say, we are fading back. And when we got back to sixth or seventh in that race, there was no sense in staying out there anymore because they only take four. So that's why I just pulled her in. Okay. Well, that was Attica on Tuesday. Then we went straight into Eldora on Wednesday. Now, with these Eldora races, tons of cars and a different format because I guess at Eldora they do different formats. I don't really know. So yeah, it's a whole different it's a whole different thing. We uh, you know they don't do split qualifying. There were 61 cars, I believe, the first night, and just uh, it's a tough deal. The the first two laps mean almost everything. Yeah. Or, well, that first race was an outlaw show. Sorry. So it's the same format. So they did have the, the same format. It was that Thursday. So so Wednesday, 57 cars, normal 
outlaw race. You were seventh out in the first qualifying group. You qualified 11th in that flight A. Had you starting sixth in heat one, you finished sixth. That put you in the last chance showdown. There were just so many cars. You started third, and that was another DNF where you pulled in on lap four that time. Yeah, same thing. Six. You know, the heat race, we were actually, we qualified, we qualified decent again. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, if we qualified 10th, that's better than half of, uh, you know, group A. So I felt pretty good about our qualifying effort, which we've been qualifying a lot better. And that's really what we've been working on. So we thought if we qualify better, we're going to race better. We're just not making the right adjustment in race trims. So we qualified 10th and started 6th in the heat and run 6th in the heat. And, uh, if you go back and look at those results in that heat or the, or the stack field in that heat race, which all the heat races are tough anymore, but I had a heck of a heat race and finished six, started six, run six, was in the first heat, I believe it was. So the racetrack was as narrow as it's going to get and hard to pass and not making excuses. We just run six. It is what it is. And the B main started third there in the B main and got a decent start. You know, felt like a lap or two into the race. We're just okay. We're going to maintain, going to get in the show and then. It's just all hell, like, all hell breaks loose and just lose grip. Like, uh, the tires get hot or the air pressure gets up or something and just losing tons of grip there. We, uh, made some adjustments later in the week. Uh, actually we made adjustments every night trying to fix that. And it seems like on Saturday or we, well, I guess Sunday, it took us till Sunday to really get some kind of a handle on that. Okay. So then we get into the madness of the rain comes Thursday. It started. Started a race on Thursday and only got through the first heat, but so we'll go to that and then we'll finish it up on Saturday, I guess. So Thursday, 61 cars, qualified in the seventh group, so that was that combined qualifying. Ended up qualifying 45 out of 61. You were going to start eighth in heat three, rain came. Yeah, we we drew a bad number, I think, first day I got 60, I think. Uh, no, actually, it was 70. We drew 70 because we drew 60 the next day. But uh, 70 put us in the last group qualifying and uh you know just the racetrack slows down so much at Eldora that that uh especially the way they had it the track prep we just went out didn't make a very good lap qualified 40 whatever you said and started eighth in the heat race well then it rain came and we decided actually you know after the first rain shower we decided we were just parking it starting eighth in the heat race didn't really make any sense for us to to try out, go out and tear off the car or, or full tear off because we thought that's all it was going to be. And maybe, and with, there was rain, more rain coming and I didn't think they were going to get back, uh, to able to do the show. So we just decided to park it and that was the right decision because the rains came and they ended up canceling anyway. So, uh, then it moved on to the day show. Started eighth, you know, when, it, when they redid it on, on Saturday. Still started eighth in the heat race and I don't even know what our results were there. Finished seventh on Saturday on that first show. That puts you starting third in the last chance showdown, and you finished seventh. So that ended that multiple day event. Yeah, uh, that's. I couldn't remember what I did in the heat race, but we didn't move ahead just a little there. Might pass the car, and and then the last in the last chance showdown there, starting third. Thought we had a shot, and same deal. Uh, got going there, uh, just faded. Not quite good enough yet in the grip with our grip there, and just spun and. Ended up seventh and moved on to the next day. We just, like I said, we were, we were trying some stuff, trying to figure out what we were doing with the car and learning. And and uh, surely after being somewhere for four days, you ought to figure something out. We were still tweaking, and we were getting it better, but just quit, wasn't quite where it needed to be just yet. Okay, so that puts us at the, the evening show on Saturday. There were 58 cars there. You qualified in the sixth group, qualified 32nd. 
I think that was a little bit better. Started sixth in heat two, finished fifth, put you sixth in the last chance showdown, started sixth, finished seventh. So you were consistent, I would say, <laughs> on well, Saturday? Well, I, I felt... I felt like we were better. I mean, we qualified better. I mean, we were a little further up in the qualifying order, not a lot, but, you know, maybe eight or ten cars better. So that gave us, you know, eight or ten cars better, you know, in the results of qualifying. But then heat race moved ahead again. Felt like we were just right on the bubble there. That seems like where we've been, you know, just not quite good enough to qualify out of the heat, but close. So ten-car heat race, we're ahead of half, basically, and just – just didn't get it done there in the heat race, and then in the feature, the same, or in the in the B feature, same thing. Just faded a little. Actually, in that in that feature on Saturday night, in the B feature, we learned a ton, and you know we only missed it by two spots or three spots or whatever that was. But we started third run seventh, and we just faded a little bit there, and but we were still better than we had been all week long. So we had learned a lot and felt like we were definitely gaining. You know, like I said, after being somewhere for three races, you ought to gain a little bit on something. Right. Okay, well, that finished up our Saturday, and then Sunday was the makeup of the Friday race. So confusing. But that that race was the night before Kings Royal is what it's called. And so it was just a regular outlaw race, 30 cars. You were 10th out in qualifying, and you qualified 9th. That puts you starting third in heat three. You finished sixth, fell back a little there. That had you starting 18th in the A, and that had you finish you finished 10th. So all that long week, something good came out of it, I guess. Well, uh, like I said, we learned a lot with our race cars and stuff that we were doing and that what we needed to do. And, and uh, you know, it's just tough making these, you know, all these calls and trying to figure this out. So uh, on Saturday, I mean, I'm sorry, on Sunday, we had a, a kind of a pretty good baseline of what we wanted to do. And then uh, Brian Kimenaugh was working for Ian Matson and they crashed the car, so they didn't come back on Sunday. So I kind of employed Brian for the day, and he kind of helped me a little bit, just talking to me and and helping me along with my decisions. And, man, it, you know, it just made me much better to have someone there in the corner that uh, could reassure me what I was doing or tell me, no, that wasn't right. And he helped a ton. Uh, you know, he had some pretty good insight on some things that we'd done to the race car. We didn't change a lot of stuff. We were pretty close. We were getting pretty close, but there was a couple things that he changed that I really felt like that it really made me uh, way more comfortable and and uh, looking forward to trying that at Williams Grove, you know, big half miles and, you know, maybe Knoxville later on this month. Not something, the stuff that we did is not something that, that's probably going to work at Lernerville. Okay. Well, with um, Sunday's race, I did want to mention or discuss, I guess. Lots of flat tires. What was happening? Was there something on the track? What was going on there? Well, you know, the track prep wasn't very good. It was a day show. You know, I don't even know how to politically be correct with this, but the track prep wasn't very very good all week. And uh, I've, I've got hit with more rocks this week at Eldora than I ever have the whole time I've ever been there. And our wings are junk got holes through our wings and there was just a lot going on and I don't know and Brian Kim and all like I said me and him were chatting on uh, Sunday and, and I we were talking about the racetrack prep and I said what do you think is going to happen this week and he said well they didn't prep it for 175,000 very well so he said what do you think you're going to get for 10 so it was kind of one of those deals but the racetrack there was lots of rocks rubber lots of rubber down just dirty dusty and 
I, I don't know if there was something in the track they were running over, but there were some pretty damn sharp rocks. I know that Sam Hafferty in the B main ran over a rock and cut a hole in the right rear tire. You could actually see that it was a was a, a tear from. You could see actually see where it was a rock, I believe. Just one of those deals, I guess. You know that uh, we were lucky enough to keep air in the tire and not run over a rock. Well, we were ninth quick, right? Ninth quick, that's right. Yep. So solid, solid qualifying, and I think it's just a situation where the racetrack slowed down a lot. There's probably some guys there that could have beat us. Were probably quicker than us, but the racetrack slowed down and just didn't get it done. There in the heat race, we started third, and I thought we really had a shot maybe at the dash, but we just didn't make the right adjustment for the racetrack the way it was. Uh, and honestly, more than anything, it was so dusty I couldn't really see. Uh, my guys wanted me to run the top, and I said, man, it's hard to run the top when you can't see it. Well, we and, couldn't see you on the TV you know, the either, guy, so. <laughs> the guys out front, the guys out front see better. You know, as, as you go back, the dust gets so bad, it just gets worse, you can't see. But anyway, back up in the heat from third to sixth, still put us in the show. And I believe that started us 18th. And on the start, you know, they, they did a lot of work to the track, prepped it and killed it and watered it. And I thought, man, we're going to have something here. You know, this racetrack's going to be pretty good for a little while with that sun baking on it, being a day show and and all that. As soon as the green came out, I'm not kidding you, starting 18th on the outside of the row, it was like driving the bee with the curtain closed. <laughs> okay. Uh, I, kid you, I kid you not. I'm telling you, for the first couple laps, it was by feel. It was so dusty, you could not see. Uh, so I fell back a couple of spots there on the start because I couldn't get going. The inside row wasn't as bad because all the dust travels up. And mm-hmm. so I got moved down a little bit, got rolling there. About five laps in, we really started trucking along and got really going. And, uh, you know, we were running, I think, got up to 15th at speed and then passed a couple of cars and got to, uh, I think, 13th. And then uh, that's when the guys started having tire problems and stuff and, and ended up 10th. So, some days I'd rather be lucky than good any day. Yep, we'll take it. We'll take another top ten. So, how would you rate this past crazy week, Eldora? Well, I've all I've always struggled at Eldora a little bit, so I would say you know uh, I would give it a C plus because I felt like we learned and we made adjustments through the week that actually helped us. Maybe not always in the results, but. We learned a lot, and that's what I said for Sunday. I told the boys that was a paid test session because we tried to we tried some stuff on Sunday, and it really it really opened my eyes on a couple of things that we should be trying more often. Just didn't do it, and or haven't done it, and something we're going to do. Okay, well, with all of those results, we'll grab a quick break and be right back. Outlaw Racing Wings is a proud supporter of the Wednesdays with Wayne podcast. Outlaw Racing Wings build wings for sprint cars and micro and junior sprints, as well as for all types of wing karting. Champion drivers like Christopher Bell, Wayne Johnson, and Brad Sweet all trust Outlaw Racing Wings for the extra speed needed in today's open wheel racing. Visit outlawwings.com or the Outlaw Racing Wings page on Facebook and Twitter. Choose the wings the champions choose. Choose Outlaw. We're still on episode 77. I don't know. What's your favorite number? 
I don't know if this one's going longer or not. It feels like it. I don't know. Maybe I'm just tired. Lots of results, yes. We can go over the questions of the week. We got a question from Kyle. He said, lots of races with rain delays lately. If it was up to you, would you rather reschedule or cancel once rain has impacted the race surface? Or are you of the get the race in no matter what mindset? Well, it really depends. You know, on a week, you know, if it's just a, it's a normal race weekend, we got a race or two, you know, we can stick it out and figure out how to make it work. But when you're racing five days in a row, these teams have traveled down the highway, no sleep, car washes, you know. I mean, it's just a lot in five days. These guys get grumpy, no sleep, and then that's when they start making mistakes. And I'm not just saying mistakes on the race car, you know, as far as, you know, making sure, you know, or messing up and getting some loose or forget to do something or this or that and the other. You know, that's a big part of it, too. But just getting a truck and trailer out of the parking lot and back and forth to the motel, it's just there's just a lot to it, in my opinion. If it's five days, we got to really think about how we want to do those. On Sunday, we only had 30 cars, and it was 58 the night before. I, I would have I would have probably said that we should have probably came back and redid that show at a later date as, as to do it on Sunday. But there were still 5,000 fans there, so... Catch 22. I, I don't know all the answers, but I would say that for me, once it starts to rain, I'm not a fan, uh, just because normally it's an on and off, on and off. I mean, if it's a little shower that's going to come through and we know it's gone and now we can get the track rep run back in, but you know, with technology these days, you see the radar, you know, rain's coming. I mean, and that's what I looked at. I said, yeah, they're got, they got an hour window. They can't run this whole program in an hour. There's rain coming in another hour. So, on a situation like that, I realize there's fans in the stands and a lot of people and a lot of things moving parts and a lot of things going on. But you also got to be smart, too, and say, hey, guys, there's not a very good chance we're going to get this in. So we need to do, you know, small alternates and do something different and figure it out. But two days and two races in one day, that's tough. On the crew guys also, Saturday was a really long day, I believe. I was in the pit area by 11 o'clock and didn't get out of the pit area till 1230. So, uh, you know, 12 and a half hour a day, right out in the sun. You know, they got, and they got to reprep the car. You know, you just don't run a race and then uh, put gas in it and race it again. You know, they got, these guys got to do completely turnaround, go through all the parts, the moving parts that we go through every night to make sure that they're not trying to fail because dry shafts, U joints, the stuff that they look at all the time are, Stuff you still got to look at, especially at Eldora. You know, Eldora's hard on parts, especially the drivetrain and the bearings and that kind of thing. So, but that being said, my opinion is that if it's pretty obvious, probably ought to just cancel. But uh, if it's a normal show, do everything we can to get it in, even though once it starts raining, I hate it. No, I think I probably agree with you, but I do know the uh, logistics and everything that goes into making these seasons happen, not just, you know, one show itself, but the seasons and the traveling, I get they're doing the best they can, and that's that's all we can do. So I guess we should just no, be happy we're getting shows in. Well, no, that's right. And there was some alternative things there that we talked about or that they were talking about doing if, if there was more rain, you know. And then, like, Saturday morning, it didn't look like Saturday afternoon show was going to happen because at 11 o'clock it was still raining. That's crazy. And, uh, you know, my hats off to the, to everyone at Eldor for putting up with all they did and the track prep. You know, I 
didn't think it was great, but at least they got us a racetrack in, you know, that we could race and all the logistics, people going out. I mean, think about it. They had to clear everyone out of there from the first show to the second show. That's a mess. And it was a record, and it was a record crowd. So right. think about all that, you know, so. Just a crazy week. I'm glad it's over with. Five days in a row, rain, and all the stuff that went on is just kind of brutal. Okay. Well, Kyle, thanks so much for that question. I have my question of the week for you. So I thought of this when we've been traveling recently. Uh, I've noticed a lot of people making comments about our accents because I don't realize we have, like, really thick, oaky accents. I know you do. But if you could take on a new accent, what kind of accent would you pick? I believe I would be Australian, right? I thought you'd say that. <laughs> I don't think it works too well for you. No, not at all. I, uh, I'm, I've got a very thick Oklahoma accent. Had my whole, whole life, and if you think my and if, and if the listeners only heard my mother, mine's not thick at all. Right. Now you would definitely know where you get it from. I would have liked to know what your dad's voice was like. I wonder if he had that same no. thick, oaky accent. No, no, no. My mother, my mother. It came from my mother and. <laughs> and uh, my grandmother, and that's how the family. Because dad didn't speak like. I mean, he he. I'm sure he had an accent, but it was nothing like my mom. I mean, uh, he. There's even times when I talk to my mom on the telephone. I'm like, what did you think? <laughs> She's special. We love her. Okay, that was my question. Let's take a quick break, and we'll get back and get this thing wrapped up. Highside Racewear has grown to become a major brand in racing apparel. Whether you're looking for high-quality custom Nomax race suits or embroidered hats, Highside Racewear has everything your team needs for safety and success. Highside Racewear offers custom race suits, gloves, shoes, dye sublimated team apparel, and top-quality embroidered hats, jackets, and shirts. Before you buy from anyone else, check out the Highside Racewear Facebook page or email HighsideRacewear at gmail.com for more information. Okay, we're back. At the beginning of the episode, you alluded to the fact that yesterday the bee was giving you some issues. What kind of fun have you had with the bee this week? Oh, my God. Well, Chris Archer out here in Starver, Pennsylvania. You know, he owns the Hoosier Place here. And I drove for Chris way back in the day when I drove the CompUSA car. He was a car owner, and we've been friends for years. And he uh, kind of rang me last week and said, hey, when you guys get this away, i got my new shop all done up and got you a spot for the bee to have electric and water and sewer and everything so be sure to come park here and hang out with me so showed up here and plugged in and got everything hooked up and his water pressure is amazing here at the shop and it blew a water line in the wall good time off off the back of the shower so with that being said i got on the phone with you we were googling we were trying to figure out an access point for this thing and it was a bugger because there's nothing online there's they said there was one but you had to find it so i tore cabinets loose i did this i did that i took the backsplash down because i remember when i put the backsplash up for you that there was an access point back there well that was for electric and not plumbing and while i was into that i could see a access point but i couldn't get to it so i ended up having to take the microwave out and in behind the microwave lo and behold there she was so, needless yeah. to say, I, I tore about half of it apart and uh, before I figured out where it was at. But after I figured it out, it was simple. But just, man, just trying to figure out where it was and and all that, I guess we need to see if we can find an owner's manual for this old girl somewhere or something. But uh, <laughs> got it all put, I got it all put back together, but your 
backslash is not back up because uh, that's another project. Well, it's always something. Uh, okay. Well, well, it is because 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 Saturday I had to replace the, the uh, chassis batteries. Right. So now it's got now it's got all brand new chassis batteries, all brand new coach batteries, uh, new fitting on the water line. It's just been, and then then not only that, I couldn't find the fitting. I went to Camping World, got a fitting, close, but it wasn't the same. And the other fitting it was just a nut, so I, uh, I sawed one fitting apart, got the nut off of it, and then pressed the fitting back on the old, or the nut on the old fitting, and actually made it work. So I was going to take a picture of those fittings and have you get me some, but I forgot. Okay, we'll put that on the to-do list. I know yesterday you said... You did not have time for that, and that was not the day for it to happen. However, I must say, with five days of racing, I'm glad it happened on a day you weren't racing and not in the middle of that mess. So I guess just the timing was right for something to break. Well, normally it doesn't break. It's, you know, I hate to say it, but it was kind of my fault. I plugged it in and and, uh, hooked the water hose up to it, and, man, that thing I could tell had a ton of water pressure and just, the old girl's got some weak points, and you just can't can't get very much juice right off the bat. <laughs> oh, oh man. Okay. Well, you got anything else to add this week? No. As I say, uh, Lernerville tonight, so we'll get to talk about that next week, and the Williams Grove on Friday and Saturday. Uh, really, that's about all we got going on. We got a lot of new merch coming, though. Uh, you know, sales were way down at Eldora this week, so I'm not sure what happened. I don't know if we just didn't. Advertise on social media enough or whatever, or everybody's got their their apparel that they want, and uh, I don't know, but it was way down. We thought we'd do way better there at Eldora with the amount of people who were there. So, guys, keep your eyes out. We're getting ready to have a new national shirt coming out. Uh, it's not a new national shirt. It's just a new design of the car for the national. I think we have some other shirts that they've been posting about on the way, and um I don't know. That's about it, really, I guess. Okay. Well, you all, as always, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. You can visit the merch shop online at waynejohnson2c.com. And don't forget, you can come see us at the racetrack at the Kinzer Racing T-Shirt Trailer. You can follow along with us anytime on social media, Facebook and Instagram at Wayne Johnson Racing. You can get a hold of us by call or text at 405-362-0620. And you can always email us at waynejohnsonracing at yahoo.com. Awesome. I do have one thing else. Okay. Paige wanted me to remind the, remind everybody that she's working the T-shirt trailer. Well, she only gets paid when she sells stuff. So guess what? She's going broke. So <laughs> she, she, she's not having much fun. Not oh, no. But we we so. negotiated a flat rate. Is she? You're holding to the flat rate, right? But she gets more. Yeah, but she, yeah, she wants more than the flat rate. So okay, guys, well come come buy a t-shirt from Paige because you're you're making her go broke. She spent all of her money on school clothes. She's got to yeah, replenish uh, her funds. Yeah, where did you go to uh, shop there? I can't remember. Mall of America. No, uh, Lulu Lemon. Uh, don't go very far there, <laughs> folks. It's a pretty expensive place. That's where she wanted to buy her clothes. So she yeah, for that, I know that. But you know what? Okay. Out of honesty, she spent her own money, so that was pretty cool. You know, she she earned it, and and uh, you know that's where she wanted to spend it. So, oh well. 
That's how it works when you're a teenage girl. you got to get the good stuff. Yep. That's right. Well, all right, guys. We'll tell next week. Keep listening. This has been the Wednesdays with Wayne podcast. We thank you for joining us and ask you to tune in every Wednesday for a new episode. Until then, we'll see you at the tracks.